Hello, everybody, and welcome to our first episode of Talking Red, our fir- first live chat of um, uh, somebody's got an echo. Can you? Are we good? Is it me? Am I echoing? It's it's you. It might be you because I don't hear it, and I was I muted. don't hear it. Oh, I know why. It is me. I'm such a noob. Gary. Okay. I know, I know, I know. Um, so like thanks, SpongeBob. everybody. Gary, <laughs> how dare you cast aspersions on us? I, I, hey, I, you know, I, yeah, I, insulted. I, I know it's my fault. I, I, I acknowledge responsibility. So thanks for our first live. Here's, here's a pause where we're gonna cut the video on demand. <laughs> no, we're hey, not. Everybody. It's live. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining <laughs> us tonight on our first episode of Talking Red. As we've intimated, this is a live chat show where we're going to talk to you a little bit about cyberpunk independence and our impression of cyberpunk red so far and our impressions of each other and the show and how things are going. So I'm going to throw it over to our amazing storyteller, Emma Wakelin. Hello, everyone. Uh, Emma Wakelin here. Um, it's uh, my pleasure to uh, run a game for these uh, these nerds, these lovable nerds. Um, I'm just having such a blast doing it. Um, uh, I've been, I think we're having a great time exploring the, the world of Night City and uh, the, the madness that ensues on there. And uh, I just love playing with uh, each and every one of you. And it's, uh, although we're, 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 we're building our audience and we're, we're just learning the ropes of this new system and, and really how to create a fun um, uh, actual play. I, I think we're, we're growing all the time and we're, as my uh, my boss always says, we're getting better every day. So, uh, yay team! <laughs> Feliza, how about you? Uh, am I muted? No, you're good. No, I'm not. Oh God, live shows are scary, guys. <laughs> um, I'm really enjoying Cyberpunk so far. Um, am I allowed to talk about the other recorded stuff that we like that we have recorded more? <laughs> well, uh, we've recorded. Don't give spoilers away, though. Yeah. Well, we've recorded more past uh, the point of what what has aired already, and I have forgotten most of what happened in the first few episodes. But watching... (laughs) So watching the first few episodes and being like, oh, yeah, that's why we do these other things later has been really, really fun. (laughs) Rachel, how about you? I'm just excited to be here. I've never played cyberpunk before, and I love, like, sci-fi fantasy combinations in the in the vein that cyberpunk is, and something I've looked at my whole life and, and loved my whole life, so it's just nice to be doing this with people that I like and I enjoy seeing when we record. Ah, uh, you like us. I do! I really do. I, Except I, Gary. Wow. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> Fuck I feel- my life. I feel set upon. No, I, 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 I was saying it before we went live about how grateful I am to have joined this amazing group and have been able to meet everybody. It's such a fun experience, and I hope that's really going through what we're putting to you when we play because we are having a ton of fun, and that's that's basically all I, all I've got to say so I'm gonna I'm gonna toss it toss the floor open so um let's talk cyberpunk red Emma yeah so uh cyberpunk red the new cyberpunk um world set that's uh 
that we've been playing, we've been exploring over the last uh, few months. Uh, and uh, thanks again to Jay and the folks at um, RTG for giving us uh, early access to the system. I think it's amazing. And the, um, the support they've been giving their actual play community has been fantastic as well. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I think it's a great improvement on, on 2020. I never played the third edition of Cyberpunk. Um, and, uh, uh, but 2020 was a big part of my life when I first started gaming. And I think this really improves upon that. I'm having a great time doing it. And, and I think that it's, it's an interesting um, contrast between um, uh, Cyberpunk Red, which has, I, I think, been very successful at the gate. Uh, it's, it's been leading sales or been that close to the top of the sales um, mm -hmm. uh, in, uh, since it released at the end of November or the beginning of the December. Um, and it's been getting pretty good reviews, pretty rave reviews. And I think that's in stark contrast to the video game, which was so anticipated over these last few years. And, mm -hmm. and I think we even mentioned in, in our session zero, um, which we recorded just before the, the, the game released, how excited we were for the game and how we thought that would really be the driver uh, in the cyberpunk discussions. But uh, unfortunately it's been, uh, the, the game's been a bit of a disappointment, but uh, I can't say that about the game system, at least uh, in my personal experience. What, what do you all think? I, I think it's interesting that the both, both were so hotly anticipated and but the the game 2077 was so hyped and so hot re-released it was going to be the second coming of triple a games and it was so contrasted by the smooth release of cyberpunk red which everybody loves contrasted to the 2077 which had a lot of problems i think that's i think that's that interesting I've enjoyed the system. I think the thing that I've been telling people about Cyberpunk Red is that the book is like 450 pages or 500 pages long. It's a relatively deep system as well, but it's not incredibly comp complex. There's complexity to it, but I would say that we all picked it up and we're fairly experienced gamers, but we all picked it up very easily. And I think that's a testament to, to the system. I think a large part of that is due to the fact that in the book itself, you, you can kind of go off the rails and if you know the system, do whatever you want, but it mm -hmm. also comes prepackaged with, here's like basic equipment for a netrunner. Here's the basic stats for a netrunner. And you can choose to do that or you can choose to do your own thing. But they, they kind of give you an example set to work off of, which is really nice. So you can just build a character like that. It's It's takes very little time mm -hmm. it's pretty the rules are very easy to pick up honestly yeah yeah <laughs> it's That's just daunting at the beginning because the book is like yeah the book is, is intimidating uh the size of the book um and really when you you look at uh i wish my books weren't more than an arm length away but the 2020 book was um was smaller and paperback so you would think that the red system would be infinitely more complicated and 2020 would be easier, but it's actually the opposite. I think red is a very simple game to pick up. Um, I mean, it has crunch uh, for those who like crunch for sure. Um, uh, it's not ICRPG at all, but it's, um, it's certainly, I think, easier to understand and run. And the, the combat is definitely more streamlined than, than it was in 2020. Um, it's, it's basically, uh, a role plus your skill 
to to beat a DC. And actually, that's that's a funny thing. Did you guys know that you actually have to beat a DC, not just the oh. ties always go to the defenders. So um, that's something I don't know if we've been uh, paying attention to uh, in, in in our previous games. So we'll have to figure that out. If if, if the DC is seventeen, we actually have you have to get an eighteen. So that's something we'll keep in mind. But yeah, yeah, and y'all keep saying that the cyberpunk book is really big but it's also it's definitely not the biggest source book that i own <laughs> oh no no no, yeah. no. I, it's not it's not it's a series. normal size have you heard of polaris what's polaris no. <sighs> polaris looks like a really really cool system it's its own ttrpg system i don't know much about it i do know however that it is incredibly intimidating because there's like three source books they're all the basic handbook and they're all like that big they're, it's huge. It's absolutely massive. And I want to play it so bad, but I like, <laughs> I don't know any of my friends who know how to play it. So I have no one to explain it to me, but also I have no one else who knows how to play it. And I'm not going to just foist these tomes onto my friends and go, okay, read this. And then we'll play. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. My The biggest book I ever bought was uh, Patolis, uh, which was a setting put up by Monty Cook back, I think like in 2006 or 2007. And it was an eight or 900 page book, a hardcover book. It's, it's about this big. I have, again, out of my arm's reach. But I remember at, at either Gen Con or Origins, there was a contest. If you could hold the book stretched out like this and hold it for, you know, for 10 minutes or whatever it was, uh, you got to keep it for free. And it was not, at the time, it was a $100 book. Um, and I know that it goes for several hundred dollars now on, on eBay. But um, yeah, that was... And I've always wanted to run Patola. It's just a beautiful book. The artwork is great, but again, I've never had uh, the opportunity to to devote a month that much time to run a 900 page uh, setting. So there's actually a Patola stream running right now. I don't know who's doing it and whose channel Ooh. it's on. I know Latia Latia is is in it. I, I'm gonna have to look it up now. Maybe somebody yeah. in the chat cool. in the chat can tell us. But yeah, yeah, it's a it's a great book. There's lots of flavor in it. And I think the fact that we got it in PDF to look at it before the book came out, before we saw the book, definitely made it seem less intimidating. Yeah. Oh, God bless the PDF where I can just control F and find whatever I need. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I have the hardcover now, and it's so much easier for me to just bookmark all the things that I need because I basically need three things consistently. They're all tabbed and labeled. So mm -hmm. I'm like, is it number one, number two, or number three? Yeah, I have uh, my when when I'm running you guys, I have uh, my my iPad set up, and that's where I keep my my monster stats, if you will, for or comment. And then I have uh, quick rules. I have the hardcover there, and I have the PDF on my my laptop. It just, um, but that's my uh, scattered brain way of doing things. But yeah, I, I mentioned to see like uh, our. The, the folks that watch is like what uh, what your um, favorite part of of uh, the system is. Uh, I know when when Rachel said she was going to be playing a netrunner, my heart kind of uh, jumped a bit because <laughs> um, in the the years and years that I've been playing twenty twenty, um, predominantly with my friend Corey, we we ne we never touched netrunning. It was just so, it was so complicated and so. That seems so weird because when I think of cyberpunk or when I think of like futuristic punk like Max Headroom, it's all hackers like that. Yeah. That feels like the core. That's yeah, and, it, and that's absolutely right. But I, I think and that's a I think that's a common um, from what I've read uh, over the years. It's it's a common uh, 
complaint might be a strong word, but um, uh, philosophy about uh, 2020 was that net running was just, it was way too complicated and it took the player and the GM out of the action. So you almost had to run a separate uh, game. And now with net running, you, um, uh, Billy's part of that team and, and her, her turns take part in the initiative as everyone else. And um, uh, I think that's a really cool and, and for a, for a GM, a storyteller, it's um, it it's much easier to run run that. So good job, RTG. I think they did a great job. Not in, not intended as a commercial for uh, Artelsorian games, but it's definitely we definitely do appreciate uh, the system and the improvements that they've made over over previous systems for sure. What is everybody's, so we've done two episodes so far and been really excited to share those with everybody. Does anybody, what do you all have as a favorite moment? The chicken. I just love, I love Sundance. (laughs) And I know Amy's is probably going to be the mermaid because that was a fun moment. that was great. I, I, I got to find a way because that um, that was part of that um, charity event that we did, uh, uh, that prequel. Um, but yeah, those are great moments. I can't wait to uh, somehow intertwine those into our main storyline because uh, they were great moments. I also don't know, like, some of my favorite moments would be a little spoilery too. Hmm. So yeah. I don't know how to talk about that. So, um, I've actually watched all of the clips that, that we've taken several times. Um, and out of what's been clipped by me and Amy, I don't, I don't know. I think a couple, we might've had a couple other people, uh, clip things on from our live streams. Uh, my favorites are Ogano oh, <laughs> from last week. 100%. Uh, and also, um, I, probably one of my very favorites is after the fight with slimy pete when sister is like punch our rewards card and give us our pizza for free <laughs> <laughs> so those, those slimy pete mind. would be would i i thought it was a one-off npc and now um, absolutely not you can't <laughs> you cannot you cannot assume that a person that would be giving us pizza would become a one-time npc i know so <laughs> feliza adores slimy pete me too. Alley Cat loves bullying Slimy Pete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Pete. Um, uh, L.O.T. Wook in the chat just said they had their pizza. That happens every time. We're recording and we talk about pizza and at least one of us gets pizza that day, if not more. And... <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're called the Pizza Punks now. Yeah. On a... Sorry, go on. Oh, on recording day, sometimes I'll preemptively tell my partner, let's order pizza and have the pizza show up here when I'm done recording. <laughs> well, it's funny. I uh, In the last episode, uh, when I was editing it, uh, editing it uh, there was uh, we took a pause where I just disappeared from camera and I came back and was holding a, a Papa John's box. So that, that's <laughs> so on point. It was mwah. Yeah, my my favorite part is all of those times where Cicero gets the better ability. So it's a lot. I like I like most. Sorry, of what when we're doing. give give me Sorry. give me an example. Is it the audio cue that I have on my phone of Cicero saying I'm not good at anything? Is that 
Is that the part you're talking about? I, I, I know I you are, I remember that part. That's I, my I, favorite part. I'm rubber, you're glue. Whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. <laughs> no, that um, that that that's been that's been a lot of fun. Um, the the antagonistic antagonistic like, brother sister <laughs> relationship between Billy and Cicero, and it's not something that Rachel and I planned at all. No, nope. it just <laughs> also it just, not reflective of our actual friendship. No, no, it's just. And, and, uh, but it is mine and Gary's. So yeah, it's yeah. it's a reflection of mine and Emma's friendship <laughs> on Petra or on on Rachel. Sorry, and um. It just happened so naturally from the very first episode. And I didn't know what was happening at first, but all of a sudden I got sucked into this vortex of, yeah, Cicero, he wants to be Billy and everything. He can't, he can't beat her in video games. No, He he can't beat her in video games. So he's going to try and try and tire her out with talking. Isn't isn't that really one of the best parts about uh, role playing um, is when you get those interpersonal relationships start fleshing out and and becoming part of the the canon of of the world. I I just Mm -hmm. love that part. That's one of the great things about role playing. Yeah. Um, And I would just point out um, in the chat, LP Stanford asks Papa John's, is there a better, isn't there a better pizza in Canada? And and where I live in Markham, no, there isn't. Um, (laughs) uh, In the the Toronto area, it's a pizza desert. It's an, I love Toronto with all my heart, but it's a pizza wasteland. Uh, It's a, it's a pizza wasteland. Um, um, Stanford, uh, Stanford is one of the owners of Legendary Pants, uh, who of course is very familiar to us here at Fort Nerd, very generously supports uh, Quest for the Cure. And uh, they have a Kickstarter on right now. um, Hashtag Wine Dice. You'll see it rolling through the chat. Um, Oh yes, they did a Kickstarter for 11 slash 12 um, series of dice that are inspired by drinks and the people who drink them. So there's like gin and tonic, there's absinthe, there's different colors of wine, there's pink lemonade, there's mead, there's bourbon, and they're gorgeous. Yeah, uh, I put them over the 50,000 mark. So <laughs> yay! I can't wait uh, to pick my, my, I think I, I bought the five, the five sets. So yeah, right. check them out. They're, what a beautiful oh, set no. of dice. Yeah. Oh, no. We just got um, uh, my neighbor one uh, dice from Quest for the Cure, and she donated them to me. They're so cyberpunky and amazing. Yes, Amy is, uh, as Stanford notes, is the co-creator of the wine dice. She helped design them. So, I, I want to talk to to Feliza and Billy because I have I have some experience. Uh, or Billy, geez, I can't. I, I'm mixing my names up. Just I am like not I Rachel. I am Billy. Rachel, um, <laughs> specifically to you, to the two of you, because has your character concept changed over the time we've been playing? Because I know mine has, and I wonder how play has has changed has changed your people hmm. or if it has i i don't know i don't know that billy has changed too much from the way i i anticipated her being she's gotten a little more bratty but in a harmless way yeah but yeah this is this is pretty much how i pictured billy is like the punk young kid sister to everyone who is a nuisance but has a heart of gold and like you know hacks into inappropriate things <laughs> and thinks it's funny but will never go over the line hacks into your search history yeah yeah just to email you and be like hey 
bud. I noticed that you're you're getting a lot of pizza and wine. You doing okay? <laughs> Should be that kind of person. <laughs> I definitely looked at your like very personal, private information, but because I love you. Yeah, I think she stayed the same. <laughs> Feliza, what about you? From concept to to episode, I don't I don't know what we're on six. Seven. Yeah, I think we're oh, six or seven. Oh my god. Uh, I think Ellicat mostly has stayed fairly consistent with how I intended her personality to be. The big thing was that when I created her, I was thinking that she was definitely going to be like the the wimp who stays in the back <laughs> um, because she's scared of things and she's small. Like she's physically very small. And I was like, oh yeah, no, like... In re- like Alicat is the shortest character I have ever played in a game because if I'm going to play some fantasy game, I'm going to live out my personal fantasy <laughs> of being big. Uh, but so Alicat's like a little tiny and now she runs up in the middle of fights and home runs people's kneecaps. I mean, <laughs> if you have a baseball bat, I kind of assume you're going to be in the mix because that, that just has some feral <laughs> fighting energy to it. Yeah. She she's got she's got a baseball bat, a Bali song, and two guns. I was like, she's gonna stay in the back and shoot. She's just gonna stay in the back and no. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> so um Cicero changed a lot from concept to initiation. Um, initially I was thinking about making Cicero um similar still an orator. Um but very physically inept, no physical skills whatsoever, no ability to shoot guns, because in char- in characters that I've made in the past, Emma and I played a campaign for Shadowrun. It, I, she didn't ever say this, but I'm pretty sure it ended because my character, I had, I went crazy and it was just too powerful and it just wasn't fun. Like she put all this effort into this one fight. I killed the guy with one shot. And uh, so I, I wanted to do the opposite. I wanted to, as I've gotten older, I've wanted to focus more on interesting role play. And so I'm like, no combat whatsoever. And then at all of our pre-event meetings, Emma's like, the system's so deadly. Like every time we had one of these meetings, my my reflex went up, my gun skill went up, my evasion got maxed out. These This was not the concept that I had for the character at all. It was going to be a lanky wallflower who was really great at talking to people, could find all the information you wanted, and never picked up a gun. Like, I think I, I in his initial concept, one point into one point into handguns. That's it. And now it's like... And Kuya. no point. And nothing but the two <laughs> points you have to have in evasion. That's it. Oh, my God. And now it's just like, Kuya, you need to stop acting like a big damn hero. <laughs> Well, I, I, I will clarify a bit. So um, the reason we stopped playing Shadowrun was um, uh, just because it was so complicated. And, and I thought it was absurd that at some point you were rolling like 30d6 as a skill uh, check, which is, I think, just dumb. Um, it was yeah. Pathfinder for first edition where you you were the you're the reason i never play that uh, system again. Sorry. But, um, I love Pathfinder. Or, or DM, I should say. Um, but I, I think the the reason I stopped playing uh, Pathfinder uh, is similar to the, the uh, Shadowrun. Um, I, I it was just about the time that fifth or five E came out, or about a year after that, I stopped playing Pathfinder because five E was just 
so much more streamlined and, mm -hmm. and easier to to run and play. And Cyberpunk uh, Red, I can't imagine myself ever going back to Shadowrun to be honest, because I think Cyberpunk Red as a rule system is just is better. Um, it's it's more streamlined. I think it's just it's a touch more um, in line with modern gaming mm -hmm. philosophies. Um, I mean, I do love Shadowrun's setting, and I like the idea of you know uh, uh, orcs and dwarves and, and such being part of of a modern world. But um, yeah, I just think Red is such a I can't imagine going back to Shadowrun. I, uh, Red is just I think a superior system. And and I <clears throat> there's lots of rule. There's lots of ways to add a bit of crunch to the system for people who want to add supplemental stuff. Um, without bogging the people down who just want a more streamlined a more streamlined experience. Yeah, and I can't wait to see what happens uh, with release, uh, their upcoming releases, because uh, Cyberpunk 2020 was kind of famous for their, what they were called Chromebooks, and the, there were their, uh, their, their version of Splatbooks. Um, and uh, I really would like to see what, what they have in, in mind um, to kind of expand uh, upon the world and and what you can buy um but yeah so far uh i think it's really cool setting um feliza i know we got a couple questions from people um do you wanna do you wanna hit us with those now uh sure did am i in charge of the questions I no you I you have I, I know there's at least one so what's the i don't have any Oh, the one question was actually a personal question from Feliza. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> um, but I know Amy is going to be joining us later, and I was going to ask when we have Amy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So I want to ask um, Emma, when you were uh, concepting uh, the NPCs, yeah, are there any NPCs that you don't that aren't based on someone you know personally? <laughs> uh slimy pete uh is not based on anyone i know oh um jeez okay. even the gnu is based on someone i know um yeah uh, that's i mean gary knows he knew the answer when he asked me this question that's my style as a, as a gm i like to bring people that i know in real life and and, and I don't necessarily base the character on them, but I steal yeah. their name. Um, friends Claudia and, and um, Cheryl are two uh, great friends of mine. Um, um, uh, Godfrey and Herman are some of my best friends, and 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 Carrie knows Godfrey quite well. Um, and, and Godfrey is the opposite. The Godfrey, the real person, is the opposite of he's not dumb and he's not um, slow witted at all. But uh, I just uh, when I when I had this picture of. Um, uh, of a Godfrey in my mind. I just, um, uh, I just had to, uh, um, uh, give him that name. Uh, yeah. So in, in Jim, uh, who's dead. Yeah. He's basically, yeah. So yeah, basically everyone, if, if I know you, you're going to be in one of my, <laughs> that's how I roll. I think, and to be honest, I, I think the other part is cause I'm, I'm a trained improviser. That's I, I, I can only script so much. So um, that's where I my little yes and brain will pull um, um, uh, characters out from from people I know. So that's where you get that. 
I think that brings us to the next and probably the most important segment of our entire Talking Red show, The Agents. So far, we've seen two. Uh, we've seen uh, Mike and Wild Bill. I'd like to... Um, Buffalo Bill. Thank Buffalo you. Bill. Named Sorry. after a famous cowboy, please. Yes, please. apologies, apologies. Um, and I, I, I'd like all of you to sort of talk about, because really the three of you, I haven't, my agent hasn't yet, hasn't been revealed. Oh, um, God. Is it just <clears throat> William Shatner? Uh, no, no. But sure? uh, spoiler alert, uh, my agent is housed in a circa 2004 blackberry case oh i was gonna say is it the nokia flip phone that's like no, indestructible <laughs> you've already mentioned the yeah. the blackberry yeah in previous episodes oh i did okay yeah you're All like right. 2006 blackberry <laughs> I, I i i may or may not have been searching kijiji for one of those phones as a prop uh no promises though um so yeah so we've got uh, buffalo bill and mike so that was really a combination of both of you and Emma. So why don't we talk a little bit about how that character emerged, the relationships between the agents? Because I think, really, I mean, I, I unfortunately, I'm not involved, and I, it hurt, pains me to say it, but it's probably the most interesting part of the show. <laughs> uh, Emma, why don't you start? Uh, we'll start with Mike. Well, Mike, uh, it's, it's funny because when... Um, it was um, a couple, it was about a month and a bit from our first episode to where it aired and I edited it. So I really got to, um, and we were about three or four sessions in before we we, we broadcast that uh, episode. So it was really interesting to see where Mike was in that first episode. And I kind of pulled back a bit and tried to get back to that original. But yeah, um, Mike, I'm, I'm uh, just playing a sort of... Um, as a 15 year old uh, teenager who just uh, hates his parents. Um, so that's, that's the, the character development that I get in, in that, uh, in that it's every IT person I've ever hated. Yeah. Uh, my concept for Mike originally was that I, I looked at Alley Cat's actual stats and skills and because of how I wanted to create her as a fixer, I had, I was like, okay, well, I need to, she needs to be very charismatic. She needs to be very good, very empathetic and be good with people. I have to take those points away from somewhere. And they all came out of tech. She has like two tech points. <laughs> so I thought, well, canonically, then she's just really terrible. She's probably the person who calls IT and they're like, did you try turning it off and turning back on again? And she turns it off and turns it back on and it works. And then I was like, oh, that's perfect. She has an AI that talks to her and manages her business, which is a phone that she doesn't understand. <laughs> nice. And uh, why don't we start with you this time, Billy? Buffalo Bill, the origins of, of Buffalo Bill. Where did, where did that start? Funny enough, I didn't realize I had... Because this is my first time playing Cyberpunk, mm -hmm. so all I, there's still a bunch about the system that I it's like not going on up here right now mm -hmm. uh, for the time being until I learn it. But I didn't realize until I guess episode two or three that I had my own agent. Right. I just I just had one. I didn't have to like purchase it or lose any points for anything just to have it. So I was messaging Emma at one point. It might have been in the middle of a, a play session, and I was like, <laughs> I have an agent. And we just kind of figured it out there. And I was like, of course, it's going to be cowboy themed because Billy, like, she has a little light tattoo of a sheriff's badge. She just, 
I don't, I don't even know where it came from. I, it just kind of popped in my head one morning. Oh, she's going to be a weird little cowboy brat. So I ran with it. And Buffalo Bill... I think Emma really took the reins with the personality, but I love that they're just, like, best friends. I think it's so cute because that's very much, like... In a video game, you know, the, the, the sidekick character would be the best friend of the main character and they, like, get along super well and they help each other. I, I thought it was perfect. <laughs> Yeah, I um, my heart soared because I love westerns and I love um, I love that genre of gameplay and I've never really been able to play it um, uh, as as an RPG. So um, uh, my heart soared when uh, when when you <laughs> describe Billy the Kids as as a character concept and and really like um, Deadwood as a t uh, the HBO show that was is one of my favorite um, shows of all time and I got to rewatch it recently as I was recovering from surgery. So um, one of the characters obviously is is Buffalo Bill in the first season and played by Keith Carradine and it's just such a great character. I just loved it so much. So I wanted um, I sort of modeled it on the spot on on Keith Carradine's Buffalo Bill and uh, you're absolutely so where where Mike has that adversarial kind of contempt relationship <laughs> with Alley Cat. I knew I couldn't do that again. Um, I had to make a different choice. So you know, like, okay, clearly Buffalo Bill is going to be the best friends with um, with Billy. So uh, just kind of amping up that. Um, it's just, uh, it's a delight to play. Uh, well, both are, are, are some of my favorite <laughs> to play. But yeah, the relationships between each uh, agent and their character are, are probably my favorite part so far of, of our game. And um, each of you play it just beautifully. So yeah, well done. Thank you for being such a wonderful Bill. I'm perfect <laughs> yes. and I love him. <laughs> bang, bang. I think I, think I speak for everybody way. when I say bang, bang. Yeah, I was about <laughs> to. Uh, um, yeah, that's, that's, it's, it's definitely one of the, the moments where I can sit back and, and be at peace and just sort of enjoy the show as an observer and not feel like I need to interact because it's just wonderful. Yeah. Very well done. Um, so I have a question for everyone and maybe um, I'll give out to Amy too. And, and anyone who's uh, listening can feel So this is my first time storytelling um, an actual play. Uh, I've obviously, um, uh, I've, I've DM'd or, or played games for almost 30 years. Don't try to do the math how old I am. And I have that theater and TV background, so I'm comfortable in front of a camera, but combining the two is completely new to me. So, um, and I know a lot of you, um, Rachel, uh, you have a lot of experience in this. Like, how, how, like, how can we improve? How, how can I improve as an as a actual play storyteller? Hmm. Emma, I think you're perfect, so. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I'm having so much fun. Emma points for everyone. Yeah. Oh well, I wasn't doing it for the Emma points, but now. Yeah. Well, no. now, 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 anything I say is only going to lose me Emma points. I can't, <laughs> I can't do anything better than you're fucking perfect. Um, no, I think I think you're doing well. I think the you're a natural performer, and it, it comes through. Like you've done streams where you've played as a player. You've done streams now as a, as a storyteller, and I, I think it's I think it's going great. And people are. People are engaged in the story you've created. So you can't ask for anything more than that. I mean, Veers, Veers isn't here, um, but I, I don't know if you have at least the episodes. I wasn't here because we were doing the Jasper's Game Day event last week. But the first couple episodes, Veers is like 
banging on the keyboard is like, oh, this is going to happen next. Oh, I can't believe this. Like people are, are engaged in the story and like, I, I don't think there's any better compliment than you could be given than that. Wow. I'm glad I fished for those compliments. No, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I think, um, I mean, there's, uh, I mean, obviously I think every performer suffers from a bit of, uh, you know, self-doubt and, um, that, but uh, like I, I think at heart, I just want to tell a good story, um, and and have some enjoyment, obviously from the players and 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 from people who are watching. I can't believe even on a Sunday night, just us talking about a game. There's uh, 13 or so people uh, listening, and and one day hopefully that grows. But um, uh, yeah, I just um, I. I'm really happy with how the story's been coming along so far. And we have some great things uh, in, in the pipeline for, for our, our viewers and listeners. Um, we get to meet Slicks. Uh, oh, I won't say how. Part, it's such a good part. I know. And I Chris Siddiqui like is, um, is, who plays Slicks is just, well, I mean, he's so talented anyway. Um, and uh, you can listen to him. I think uh, Gary, you just recently yeah. read mm -hmm. him on your podcast, but yep. um, Chris is just uh, an amazing performer and I have a lot of other little special guests planned too. So it's going to get really interesting uh, to see, see that. And, and I can't, I, I think as soon as Chris left that episode uh, in my head, I'm like, how do we get slicks back? So yeah. <laughs> um, that's uh, it's really, I, I mean, Chris is great, but the fact that his character is Cicero's biggest fan makes me real happy. Don't give anything away, Gary. I'm going to edit yeah, that out. Yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> edit it out. No. No longer no. canon. So, no longer canon. No. So one of the things is that sometimes um, we forget that uh, Cicero is straight up famous. And yeah, no, he actually is. Yeah, yo, he actually is. And like, Alicat knows everybody. And Billy's probably like wanted in three states. Oh, I'm sure. we, <laughs> we don't talk about it. We never talk about it. This is just basically like the shenanigans of this random family who just go out grocery shopping one day and almost get run over by clowns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually a really good summary. It's basically it. Oh, and I can't wait for for the next uh, couple of episodes when um, well I won't uh, say where you guys end up but uh, the it's it's absolutely absurd and uh, oh, yes. I love it. Yeah. But I was like I was actually thinking about that um, when we did the live and I was like oh wait Cicero's actually famous I should have Ellie Cat like start recording this big damn hero when he's doing it. Right <laughs> yeah, uh, you know so like I was saying about the Cicero, I, I, I wanted, he's a rocker boy, but I wanted to make it so that he didn't sing. And cause uh, for those of you who've watched me in streams before, uh, what, even if I'm DMing, um, people will donate and I will end up having to sing as one of my characters, or I will write a song on the spot for somebody or sort of whatever it is. And I wanted to make, I made the conscious choice that Cicero wasn't singing. He was an orator because I didn't want to be the guy who sings all the time. Why not? No, why not? <laughs> because I, I, I don't know. It if just... you got to be known for one thing, why not? <laughs> I guess. I think if anyone buys any of the legendary pants uh, Kickstarter uh, sets, uh, Gary should sing. That's I, I think so too. Yeah, that sounds, you know what? That's a rule um, in the cyberpunk book. I looked it up just now yeah. while we were talking. Um, page 548. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's a, a rule. It's a 54 page book. No, don't worry about it. It's an addendum. Yeah. 
It's a DLC. Don't worry about it. But so, so point being, s- it's part of the rules. Yeah. Are, are, are you saying that for every backer, I have to I have to sing a song? Yes. Yeah. There's yes. 932 backers right now. At 932 least... songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At really... least like two lines. <laughs> <laughs> I was a medley. Mm-hmm. I was really hoping when I put up the tweets asking people for their questions, um, I was like, oh man, I really want someone to ask Gary to sing something no, as their question for this show. Can I put in my question? My question is, Gary, sing an Elton John song that isn't Rocket Man. <laughs> that's, that's my question. That's not a question. That's a request. <laughs> okay, fine. Gary, can you sing an Elton John song that isn't Rocket Man? I could. Your song. Do it. I'm, I'm not going. I could. I'm not going to, but I could. Well, then I think you're a liar. <laughs> oh, so. I, I'm leaving this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm leaving. When- <laughs> So when we are all allowed out and traveling again, I think that we should go to cast karaoke in one of the three cities that we are located in. Um, So my question for you is, uh, what song are you making everyone sing? Gary, what are you making people sing? Gary is the only one who doesn't have, who doesn't have to sing a song. Doesn't have to sing. (laughs) And has to make everyone else sing. So what are you making us sing? (laughs) I don't know if you guys know this. I am a classically trained opera singer, so I will sing. (laughs) the hell out of whatever you put in front of me all right so um d i see your question we'll get to that in uh once we're done okay so what is everybody gonna sing Hmm, that's interesting okay so the interesting thing is i'm not really a music guy so now i have to i have to rack my brain um the 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 song that is really resonating for me with billy uh, is actually one of my personal favorite songs, uh, "Shake It Off" by Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, just the the energy of that song, um, really, uh, really, really speaks to me. As I hate you so much. As Billy. I hate um, you so much. As Alley Cat. Alley Cat, I, and I don't know anything about smooth jazz. But oh when Allie, when Alley Cat is talking, she's like 100% smooth jazz. Alley Cat is like the the character who's in the I always I always loved in those in those music videos when the bassist is just sort of in the back, like looking cool, you know, and he's just just plucking the bass. Right. And like completely oblivious, just like just into the cool of it. That's Alley Cat. 100%. <laughs> Tab. Not what's new Pussycat, but Alley Cat. <laughs> what's new alley cat Whoa. <laughs> um and then tab i think you know what tab is going to be a family round of some kind like a like a traditional like a traditional family song of some kind listen i told you i'm not a huge music guy gary <laughs> um okay so let's uh, i apologize i'll try and come up with more specific smooth jazz and family rounds for tab but we do have a a couple questions so the first from d and i would like to be the first to answer so none of you jump in i know you're gonna want to um is the cream pepper onion and olive pizza the official pizza of this crew we are split on this question uh cicero and gary vote um rachel no, it's pepperoni, cheese, and olives. 
Gary. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just communicating the question to you. Alley Cat sides with Billy in this matter. Ugh. You're right. outnumbered, buddy. You are outnumbered. Uh, I, I, <laughs> because uh, listen, I have Tab. Emma. Tab. <laughs> Tab is also on our side. Okay. Uh-huh. So, the right side, the right side of history, thank you. Tab isn't yes. here and doesn't get to vote, but I have Emma whose vote counts double. So what do you think, Emma? <laughs> well, you there is there is nothing better on a pizza than diced green peppers not strips of green peppers that's an abomination uh not like like half no no small diced green peppers onions fantastic onions belong on a pizza uh olives are the devil's veggie um and don't belong anywhere in the house let alone on a pizza uh (laughs) and uh yeah maybe like a pepperoni all right, bear with me. The overlay is going to be screwy. Amy's here. Um, let's bring her in. Blasphemy. Uh, I am. Oh no! I, I, I have a very specific reason why I hate uh, you can still olives. See my offended face. <laughs> no. So when I was a kid, uh, I don't know if I was five or six. My parents took me to Ponderosa, um, mm. which I don't know if there's still Ponderosas around. If anyone remembers them, but they were like, um, and they had like an like uh, serve yourself like dessert bar. So my parents let me make my own dessert, which I immediately went and got some uh, ice cream and loaded it up with what I thought were grapes. Oh no. Yeah. And they ended up being olives. Gross. And uh, I barked everywhere. And uh, now so much later, I still can't uh, go near an olive. I understand that. So I I can respect that. We want Amy to answer a bunch of questions. She has come to us straight from DMing Gary Khan. There's like a line of questions for her to answer. But first, uh, I do have one to answer in the chat. Um, uh, Lotwook, uh, can I compose a pizza song? Uh, yes, I could. Um, uh, the one that's ringing in my head right now is uh, uh, to the tune of 99 Luft Balloons. Uh, something along the lines of 99 says pizza slice. Do, 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 do. Um, I, I obviously haven't worked on it, but I, I, I may. Uh, no promises. Stick around. And uh, uh, episode uh, episode seven may have a song. And it may be. It may be the theme song to Slimy Pete's data pool ad. No promises. <laughs> no promises. Uh, welcome, Amy. Thank you so much for joining Hi. us. I know you're I'm- tired. Hopefully you had time for some dinner. I did. Uh, and it sadly was not my favorite pizza with green peppers and olives and onions. Sorry, everyone. Yes. See, Amy was on our side. Olives. Yeah, <laughs> olives vote, belong on pizza. Unfortunately, the vote was cast before Amy joined us. So um, Emma's tiebreaker so vote counts. So Why would you do that next, to your friend? The next uh, time. Sometimes winning is important. The next time <laughs> that we are getting pizza in the game. Alley Cat is gonna jump on Cicero and be like Billy, feed him, <laughs> feed him all of pizza. Done. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna Gross. do it. Somebody's gonna get shot. This is gonna end poorly. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> Um, so uh, just just so everybody's aware, um, Rachel does have to leave promptly at 
uh, eight. We're going to stick around for a little while if that's okay with everybody else. Um, so we can chat with Amy, um, but we'll go on a break in about five minutes. I just wanted to let all of our group know that uh, she has something very important that she needs to do. My parents are sitting in the car outside. Oh, <clears throat> yay, It's the first time I've seen them in like more than a year, so <laughs> I want to spend time with them. <laughs> yes, very, very important. Very, very worthwhile. I have to see the parents. Um, so uh, let's, while everybody's here, Amy, do you have any questions for us? Um, why are you all so good at role playing and being awesome? <laughs> I know Some, you are, but what am I? Sometimes I feel like I uh, am just like learning so much from all of you in that both like how we're playing the game, but how to riff off of each other and uh, an improv and stuff. And I know that at least two of you have comedic training and three of you have like theater training and i'm just like i like dnd um so when i am able to remember to roll the right die uh for my skills uh <laughs> i just wanted to say how much i appreciate all of you and like like i like this is weird because like i feel a little vain when i go back and i watch our recordings i'm like we're funny <laughs> Yeah, no, okay. sorry. I, I'll, I'll be vain for all of us. We're fucking hysterical. <laughs> I think we have great chemistry at the table, too, which is not... You can't force that. It just happens. And sometimes it doesn't happen, but yeah. it did for us. I think we've gotten really lucky. Our group is so good! We are. We're the best. <laughs> well... Yeah, no, I just wanted to start a mutual admiration society amongst ourselves, obviously. Excluding um, Gary. Excluding Gary, naturally. But, because you have see, wrong opinions about pizza. This is the abuse that I take, y'all. I need an <laughs> oh, intervention and I need some help. <laughs> Listen, my, my, my mom's in the chat. Be nice to me, Rachel. <laughs> You'll understand. No, she I'm won't. sure she, she loves knows. me. Yeah. <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna call it's me. Not up. to say we don't she's love gonna, you, but she's also, gonna call me up wrong. and she's gonna say she's gonna call me up and she's gonna say, "Oh dear, they were so mean to you. Do you want me to talk to American. them?" <laughs> Is she from Minnesota? No, oh, she's yeah. just, she's just the sweetest. Oh, yeah. She's the sweetest lady you'll ever meet. She is actually. Yeah. Uh, and she posted <laughs> in the chat. She posted in the chat. Be good, guys. I'm watching. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Um, so your mom yeah. is welcome, <laughs> not you. Yeah. And Petra, Petra wants her vote on pizza. She likes olives, so let's not ask her. Um, but no, I wanna, I wanna get uh, Amy's uh, impression on what we've done so far. So we've done two episodes, and obviously it's hard to remember what we've done um, because we've recorded so much. But um, has your has Tab changed at all? Over the t over time, uh, from when you concepted her to when you've played her, both um, Feliza and Rachel said that their characters would remain more or less the same, and I was like, my characters changed completely from when I concepted him to now. Where do you? Where does your character fit in? I think Tab is maybe somewhere in the middle. Like <clears throat> I, I'm still learning who she is. Um, I admire people who come into games with like this this super awesome backstory but i i don't know who someone is until i've played them for a while and so i think i'm getting to know tab a little bit better um i think she is pretty close to how um i envision her i 
I thought she was maybe going to be a little bit more uh, snarky, quippy, like edgy. And maybe I just haven't had enough coffee or too much pizza. <laughs> um, I'm not hangry enough when we record. Um, and I think, I think I'm happy with her so far. So yeah, pretty close to what I wanted to, to bring to the table. Awesome. Before we go to break, Feliza herself had a question for everybody, but wanted to save it until we were all here. Feliza, the floor is yours. Yes. So every, everybody, if a song played every time your character showed up, like some kind of WWE theme song, what song would it be? Can I go first? Cause I know yeah. I've thought about oh, yeah. this <laughs> since I saw it in the chat. Um, either the John Cena theme, which I think is very appropriate for Billy in its ridiculousness, but also the Davy Crockett theme. Oh. <laughs> There's just some. Wow. I eight bit Davy Crockett. That's that's pretty cool. <laughs> I instead of hearing that theme though, I started hearing like the whistlings theme from the Andy Griffith show. So <laughs> that's what yeah. I'm gonna think of. Oh. <laughs> okay, so to one. clarify, um, before you joined, Cicero was asked to give a song to everybody. I, I couldn't come up with one for you, but okay. um, uh, Family Round was the was the genre that I came up for Tab. So so the Andy Griffith theme fits perfectly in that genre. I would say. Um, <laughs> there you go. I don't know of karaoke places that would have it. Yeah. Um, however, your mother in chat says about singing, Gary, you're a soloist in an orchestra. I mean, yes, technically, that was true. I would um, like some stories about that eventually. Eventually, yeah, sure. <laughs> now is not the time. We're running short. We have two minutes. Thanks, um, Mom. <laughs> no, I, she betrays me. Um, so I think, I think Cicero, originally I was thinking that his um his song would be something like we are the champions but no i i think i think really the the sort of rivalry he's got with the verbal sparring he's got with billy is frank sinatra my way Ooh. i was picturing something like a matchbox 20 song nope. i don't know why sinatra that, just, that feels that feels so cicero <laughs> superman Sure. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure that works. Look at that nose wrinkle. <laughs> Rockstar by Nickelback. <laughs> That's it. We've decided for you. Um, uh, no. Through it all, I did it my way. That's 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 Cicero, Frank Sinatra, um, the chairman of the board himself. All right, Feliza, we've got uh, one minute left for you and Emma. So what would your W entry, WWE entry music be? Either... I don't care by Fallout Boy or turn down for what? <laughs> oh, Amazing! Oh, 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 yes, Perfect. everyone's so getting new ringtones in my phone now. <laughs> Perfect. As long as mine is my way. No. <laughs> All right, Emma. Uh, if if you had a, a story, if you had a uh, storyteller WWE entry, what would it be? Uh, probably Master of Puppets uh, by Metallica. Ooh, Ooh that's like. Or so there's um oh and, and I, gosh I don't know anything about the 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 creator of the band so if they end up being a neo Nazi, I'm not endorsing them but that's the fear nowadays isn't it <laughs> I know right so on um I forget if it was Spotify or another I, I think it was Spotify there's um a creator of like electronical music called Cluster Buster 
and I've used uh, their music um, as soundtracks to some earlier cyberpunk adventures I run. And that just that music, they, they do like 80s version of like theme songs and stuff like that. It, it's kind of cool music. God, I hope they're not problematic. But uh, Cluster Buster uh, would also be, um, yeah. Awesome. Uh, we will be back. Uh, Oh yeah, Rachel has a. Okay, sorry. I have. It's important information. It has to be out there. Okay. So there's a band called Psycho Stick, which does like heavy metal parody covers of things, and there is a parody cover of "Let the Bodies Hit the Floor," but the lyrics are "I can only count to four. Oh my god! (laughs) It's amazing. That would be. I'm writing that down. Psycho Stick. I can only count to four. A Psycho Stick. They they. It's all the most humorous music. Oh my god. Please listen. <laughs> this awesome. is so funny. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are going to take a quick break and we will be back to talk to uh, Amy about Tab and some of her experiences playing Cyberpunk Red so far. And we will say goodnight to Rachel, who has very important things to do. Thank you to everybody who stuck with us so far. Uh, we'll be back in about five minutes. Greatest concern is not COVID. It is whether I will murder my sister in a foreign country <laughs> <laughs> well it's probably easier to hide the body i don't think yeah or at least i don't know evade the police i'm not sure i don't know it might be harder because you don't really know what the local you know. like if i go to canada i'm sure that if someone just asks me if i murder someone and i go no they'll be like okay have a nice day here's some timbits <laughs> how the police work here yeah that sounds legit I want to try Timbits so bad. I've heard <laughs> wonderful things. Timbits are the only good thing about Tim Hortons. Emma, do you have siblings? Yeah, I have um, uh, a sister that's four years younger than me. And we used to f- fight like cats and dogs. But we get along now. And then I have a brother who's eight years younger than me. And we were close, but then... He married an ultra-religious person, and she does not approve of me. So, well, now you have us. Oh, yay! For right. better or worse. Well, yeah. <laughs> you guys for better, me for the same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys ready to go live? One second. Yeah. Okay. Jelly beans. Okay, now I'm ready. All right. Black one. I think we may have been live. Oh, we may have been live. Maybe. Yeah. Oh. Awesome. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Scenes with Cyberpunk Independence. <laughs> and my jelly beans. Um, so, yeah. Luckily, nobody was like scratching their eyeball or anything. Um, so, Amy wanted to talk a little bit about your impressions of the show so far uh from episodes one two three and wait zero one and two and the prequel uh we all talked a little bit about about our favorite moments what what have what have some of your favorite moments been i really appreciate um the love-hate relationship that billy and cicero had (laughs) i really appreciate the love-hate relationship that ali cat and uh her agent mike have uh I appreciate everyone's medic skills for uh, for future reasons. Um, I uh, I I just I think we've 
like Rachel mentioned, may have been on or off camera. I'm not sure. Like, we just have a really good rapport with each other, which is pretty good considering, like, I only, you know, played with, with Gary and Emma once and played with uh, Feliza separately, and I'd never met Rachel. So, like, well done, uh, Storyteller, for bringing all of us together and um, giving us the opportunity to, to cause some trouble. Well, I, I like really- it. I really wanted a female-centric party because um, uh, I've never really had the privilege of DMing an all-girl group. Uh, but then I realized, you know, Gary, we should have Gary as well. He's always a great time. And um, uh, you suggested Feliza, which just worked out so well. I'm so happy that um, Feliza joined us. Uh, and Gary recommended Rachel because I had never played with Rachel before. Um, yeah, so... Uh, it's just turned out really, really well. So, yeah. And we hit it off, I think, right after we met. So, um, absolutely. Yeah. We bonded over aneurysms, I believe. <laughs> That's your old more deck. <laughs> <laughs> April 24th. Yes. How crazy is it playing with Ed Greenwood? That's, uh, oh. It's yeah. surreal. Where it's like, you know, but people say, like, don't meet your heroes. But, like, here's Ed Greenwood being like a totally normal dude you know just a sweet man and yeah to me uh ed greenwood loving my character like i can die now as a gamer right i can i can just die don't die <laughs> yes please don't. please don't we love you yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's definitely surreal we play in an ongoing game with ed greenwood it's pretty cool I mean, it's for it's for a great cause. We'll have more info on that. But April twenty fourth, uh, team squad up as normal. Quest for the Cure, uh, episode three, four, something like that. I uh, will continue the adventures of Doctor Mordek, Shadows Across Rooftops, uh, Thorond, and all of the amazing uh, people. And there might be a chance for you to participate. There'll be more info on that as well. Um, if you register as a fan for game one, uh, you may have the opportunity to participate in the show. So keep your eyes out for that. Um, but we, I digress a little bit. Um, that's what we do. Yeah. It's, it's, it's why we, we sign on to our game, start playing at six and we start recording at six forty. <laughs> that's what friends are for yeah uh we need a we need to catch up uh so uh, i yeah i i agree with you i mean we, we all sort of said the same thing we're so lucky that we found this little this little family of nerds and um yeah i feel i i feel encouraged and lucky every time we get together so Especially when I beat Billy in a verbal spar, which is often as I've as I mentioned at the top of the show. I love that we're building a community too with with people that watch our watch our um, actual play. Like it's amazing that people are tuning in every week and enjoying this. This is blows my mind. Yeah, like I get messages from some of my friends on Twitter, like, "Oh, you know, what are you are you airing tonight?" You know, and I'm like you mean you watch like it's it feels so self-indulgent to be like hey come watch us on the internet you know when there's so many options and to have people who are invested in the game and the mechanics and our characters it's really cool and a little surreal so yeah we're glad to have everyone around we need so amy you and i have 
connection in Cyberpunk Red that Rachel and Feliza don't is that our agents have yet to be revealed as NPCs developed by Emma. Do you have a sense of what your agent is going to be? Have you put any thought into it? Or I have. Yeah. I oh, think. You tell. Yeah. Her, <laughs> she grabs her pen. Her, her name's going to be Cecilia. Ooh. And I kind of picture her like um, uh, Friday from uh, the Avengers movies. Or is it Karen? That, that spider that Peter, oh. uh, Peter Parker has in, in Homecoming. Karen? Just like that's sort of like friendly, like cheerful, like not quite as overly enthusiastic as um, Billy's agent and definitely not as snarky as Mike. Um, but just in that sort of like, that like, hey Siri, like kind of way. But um, a little more chipper, a little bit more upbeat. Uh, I think Tab needs a little, a little bit of that. That's cool. Less, less bickering in her life. There's, there's a lot of that from. I, I think I already, I already think that uh, Cicero is going to call her Auntie Cecilia. <laughs> because what about if, you? Do you if, have your agent? Um, yeah, I've had, I have some ideas. I haven't yet settled on it beyond it's the 2004, 2006 BlackBerry. Um, I, so I don't want to, I don't want I don't want to share yet. It will be revealed at some point. This character will make a bombastic and stunning entrance. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I look forward to that. Be like, uh, do you just like pull out your agent and be like, I'd like to play snake, please. And like your grayscale, you know, screen. That's maybe probably why Cicero is such a terrible texter because he has to like T nine, like hit every key to get the letters. Okay. Like, okay. First of all, them. BlackBerry pioneered the smartphone. There's a full keyboard on that shit. Okay. I know. That is some Canadian innovation. Saying, <laughs> Don't give me a hard time. Yours would still. Wow. Um, <laughs> he t first of all, he's a great texter. It just all he types is K. Period. Keeps which is close to the which is actually patterned on someone that I know, uh, who I whose identity I won't reveal. Okay. <laughs> I think I, I texted that to Amy recently. Uh, I did and I yeah. cackled. <laughs> Great. Like ah, I, I I get that reference. Yeah, we're uh, we're at the point now where we have in jokes. It's pretty cool. You know, last week when, when episode two came out, I'm actually really glad that episode two came out before we did our first Talking Red because I feel like so many of the subsequent references and jokes come out of episode two. Oh, That's really no. where like, we hit our stride, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what I really enjoyed was last week's um, charity event, the game that we played. Um uh, based on the Hills of Knives. Uh, that was so much fun. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, all been fun, but I just, uh, I think that was a blast as well. And I just want to be able to incorporate some of the stuff that happened there into our <laughs> game, our game, because it was just off the hook, the, the mermaid and the chickens and everything. I still can't believe Billy gave away the chicken that she liked. We had three. Right? Why would she give away the chicken she didn't like? Because she was just like, I need to be nice to these people. How do I be nice? Give them my favorite chicken. I guess, yeah. They'll you know, never they understand the sacrifice she made. 
could have eaten that chicken or kept it for eggs. I'm gonna have eggs to make every day. Assholes to, to just you know. Balance it. <laughs> oh, poor chickens. Yeah, I remember Emma when you asked right at the beginning, like what we were eating at a diner. I was like, I don't eat at diners. What do I do? <laughs> In real life, I don't eat at diners, so I was like, I ate at home, but I'm drinking a lot of coffee because that's basically what I do at diners. My husband doesn't eat at diners either. They're like too sticky for his tastes. I'm like, no, that's the sticky gives it flavor. <laughs> <sighs> I love diners. I miss diners. Yeah, I miss diners too. Huh? I miss, I miss restaurants. Yeah. I miss pizza. Yeah. Bobby. Don't they deliver pizza? They do. I haven't had found like a really good pizza place around here, so I'm just sort of like, okay, like, because Philly style is nothing. Yeah. You don't have a Big Brother's gourmet pizza where you are, I guess, huh? No Detroit style to be found in this city. Well, we nary a slice. (laughs) So uh, a couple friends of mine and I. are talking about potentially going to game hole con oh. uh, if everything opens up and there's apparently chicago is right on the way so the talk of having chicago style pizza when we go and oh, at the gosh. end of october so, chicago deep style it's so good have, so good have y'all ever heard of boston style pizza no what is boston style it's i like don't New know York style, but more racist there's <laughs> There's a restaurant on the way to our friend's house where we go, like where we used to go for our weekly D games, and it just says Boston style pizza. I'm like, I don't know what that means. I don't don't care enough to look it up. (laughs) I mean, I might after this, but like, I, that's not, that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't like intrigue me to go in, you know, like I, I just don't know what it is. One of my favorite um, styles of pizzas is from Scranton, of all places. Really? Wow. Yeah, and they—they—it's the cheese they use. It's like a soft, almost like goat. like a farmer's cheese. Yeah, it's—it's it's really good. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, if anybody cares about our choices of pizza, but Scranton pizzas up there. Um, yeah. If we they don't asked- care, they're in the wrong place. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Stanford. Um, Stanford put Old Forge Pizza all in caps. Yeah. Could. Yeah, that's probably it. I think. Yeah. I, I still don't know what that means, Matthew. <laughs> like, I don't know what a Boston style pizza is. Uh, he'll Google it for me. Or is, he, or is he referring to me and the Scranton? Because it was right on Main Street. Oh, maybe yeah, he is. We, talking need, about a, we need a clarification. Yeah. We need a strong clarification. Okay, oh, it's yeah. Emma. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, fine, Matthew. Um. <laughs> So for Southern Ontario's pizza wasteland, as I've mentioned, although um, normally what real Torontonians do, we go to Buffalo, New York, and we go to Sammy's and Niagara Falls, uh, but we can't because the border's closed. Um, but now there's a Windsor style pizza place that just opened up in Toronto. And Windsor style is even better than Detroit because they shred their pepperoni. Um, oh. and they use a special cheese that the entire city of uh, Windsor uses. So I'm very excited to try Windsor style pizza here in um, mm. Are they legally required in Windsor to use this cheese? Yeah, like is there some sort of like cheese like conglomerate or like Yeah, is it is it like a local like is it a law? 
Is there a cheese mafia? What? Well, funny you mentioned. So Windsor's a very <laughs> strange city, right? So it's the Canadian Detroit, and uh, the people there they don't put up with nonsense. And I think if someone were to use a different type of cheese, they just would not put up with it. And they're bringing in tunnel barbecue sauce, which, um, yeah. Google it, tunnel barbecue sauce. It will blow your mind. You may not come for the role play, but come for the food tips. We are yeah. right. all We're about right. the food tips. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Listen, half of our of our actual plays about pizza. So it really is. It really is. We will someday do our do our uh, cyberpunk independence pizza tour. It'll work out. If y'all come to Philly, what we will do is do the South South Street, uh, the Philly taco or South Street. They call it also like South Street sushi. <laughs> and uh, we will record Gary eating it. <laughs> I was uh, I was excited because there was a uh, a guy from Philly who moved to Toronto and he opened up a real Philly cheesecake um, place with a big vat of cheese whiz. And um, it's, it's a personal pet peeve of mine when anybody says uh, they have Philly cheesesteak on the, uh, the menu and it's clearly not. I just get, um, I hate when people appropriate other, like there's a website called Is This Poutine? And it's mostly American restaurants uh, and invariably, oh, yeah. no, it's not poutine. It's something gross, so. I love me some chili cheese fries, though. I am a hundred percent pure Midwesterner with Philly glaze on top. Yeah. Chili cheese fries, bacon cheese fries. I had bacon cheese fries last night. <laughs> yeah, when you come to Toronto, I'll take the smoked poutinery. Oh, mm. that sounds delicious. On purpose. Yeah, smokes is amazing. No. Apparently, just... Gary has capital O opinions about that. <laughs> Casey barbecue all the way is what Stanford is saying. Uh, uh, Kansas uh, City more, style. Yeah. I'm more of a North Carolina barbecue girl. Hmm. Is that the one with I'll... the mustard? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one that I like. I make keto style pulled pork with a mustard sauce, which is pretty good when you can't eat anything that tastes good generally. I'm sure we're going to bore more of our audience, but uh, yeah, when to... do we start our food blog? Like, <laughs> well, I went to culinary school. Um, really? Yeah, and I specialized in uh, uh, Louisiana and Cajun cooking. So, oh. and I make the best jambalaya anyone's ever made. So, all right, we're going to Toronto. I think a bunch of people in New Orleans are probably going to like come after you with some baseball bats. <laughs> Maybe, but mine's based on mothers. Uh, in New Orleans, uh, so my jambalaya. Yeah. So we've got about three minutes before we're going to sign off. Um, uh, first, oh, um, hawk pasta jambalaya. Oh, boy, that sounds delicious. Um, so I, I just want to say thanks for everybody to, for tuning in. Every, everybody's going to get a chance to to say something, but. Obviously, uh, when Emma and I put this show together, we were hoping that people would enjoy it and watch it, and you are. So thanks for participating in Talking Red and for following our show, and we hope to see you again soon. All right, uh, Feliza, how about you? Um, it has been so much fun playing with everybody so far, and I'm very excited to keep playing, and I hope 
we'll see all of y'all in the audience next week for episode three is it three it's three yeah. three. three episode three we can count <laughs> yeah before Gary before, texts me, yes, i'll get i'll get you the edited um file <laughs> by midweek okay um do we have an episode title yet emma no but i'll come up with one okay uh, uh amy how about you uh i'm really excited to like figure out more of like about our characters and like like cicero has secrets i need to know cicero's secrets like i'm going to encourage him to confide in tab because clearly he's not confiding in billy um <laughs> alley cat keeps uh, herself enough but i think um i'm i'm really looking forward to exploring more about the world and uh i don't know just more silly in jokes and like our our discord chat is so fun i always get excited when we have a ping um <laughs> and interacting with uh, the cool kids who hang out in twitch chat with us like i like sunday nights i never really used to like it's always like oh you know monday we gotta work again but now it's like i we have things to look forward to we have like friends and i'm not just saying that because we've been in quarantine for a year <laughs> i promise <laughs> are you saying that sunday is your fun day yeah for sure i'm gonna get that embroidered on a sampler and put it up on the wall somewhere and and for those who don't know sometimes we have done recordings in sun on sunday afternoon uh, and then we come into the show at seven so it's sort of like a cyberpunk day it's really fun okay emma uh yeah i i just uh, i can't believe uh my little plan and dream of putting a fun table together has come to fruition in this fun little collection of uh, lovable nerds I, i'm just so happy um i get to play with you all and i'm so happy that um i've met so many people who are in the twitch chat and yes stanford we got to hang out um <laughs> Uh, what a, what a great crew. I'm having so much fun and I'm, I'm so glad everyone's enjoying the story so far. And, um, I mean, this could go on for years cause I have so many ideas and, um, just, I'm so thankful for Mike Pondsmith at RTG who, who revived this, the setting and, and Jay, who's been great. And, um, um, who's been so supportive of actual play. And there's a couple of changes we have to make to in our graphics to, uh, come in line with their new standards, but, um, they just been so generous in their support and, and what they've given us and um what a great company and and uh maximum mike has created such a wonderful sandbox to play in so uh thank you to everyone there and yeah thanks to each of you for uh playing with me this is so much fun thank you emma right you're you're, you're the, the driving force behind this mary well, band gary does most of the technical stuff i'm just uh you heard, you're, you're... you heard the cats. <laughs> that is the hardest job, honestly. Yes. Yeah. Next talking red, all of my questions will be Emma, how do you hurt the cats? <laughs> Describe your experience hurting these four cats. <laughs> 20 years of politics. <laughs> and if, if any of you have questions that you think of between now and next month, our plan is to do uh, three episodes of show. So you'll see episodes three, four, and five. Uh, and then a month from now, you'll see another episode of Talking Red, where we'll talk about those episodes. And as you can see, basically anything else we want. Uh, so thank you all for joining us. Really appreciate it. See you on the Twitters. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.